power. Our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's go, PHL Nation. We are so close to the battle for the Golden Boot. Don't forget, a PHL meetup is happening this weekend, Friday night. Yes, it's going down at Zippy's. I'll be drinking a few Dax. 7.15 Central is when we'll start that. We'll be there for about an hour or so because we're getting up super early. And on noon at the Greek Amphitheater on campus, we will be hanging out at noon. Okay, the Greek Amphitheater. All right. It's even on Wikipedia. It's got its own page. The coordinates are there. So if you want to. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up at Power Hour LSU. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about Whit Weeks. It looks pretty clear that he is going to be the guy starting at linebacker for LSU as Omar Spates is doubtful. Some of you might say that that is addition by subtraction with Whit Weeks having such a phenomenal uh, debut last week versus Mississippi State. I think this Arkansas game will be a little bit tougher on him, but as we have shared all week, Arkansas's offense has sputtered. You know, last year's unit, LSU got a very watered-down unit because, well, uh, Arkansas not have K.J. Jefferson in that game. And this year, they will have K.J. Jefferson. They just don't really have a whole lot else. And I feel as if Arkansas's got some guys, but at this point, there is no bigger loss on either side of the football than Rocket Sanders, Arkansas's phenomenal running back. So at this point, even with Rocket Sanders, their offensive line is stunk. If you're looking at this from an LSU perspective, this defensive line for LSU should absolutely eat uh, this Saturday. And that could actually open itself up for a big Whit Weeks performance as he doubled everyone on the team in tackles last week. And he also had a really nice quarterback hurry. So obviously really excited about that. Really excited to meet Dr. Morgan at the uh, get together on um, Saturday at noon, once again, at the Greek Amphitheater. Okay. It's really cool. I'll put a photo up here in just a second. And uh, let me just go ahead and do that now. And obviously, this is a pretty historic uh, LSU part of campus. So why for yes, type in for no. LSU covers the spread this weekend in Tiger Stadium. Type Y for yes, type in for no. Okay. There you go. There's a Greek amphitheater right there. It looks just like this, okay? And I'll probably just be down there on that bottom row just hanging out. Now, Blaine says LSU by 13. That wasn't the answer to the question. I'm kidding. It was. Huh? 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 Uh, spread is 17 and a half. Type Y for yes, type in for no. And that is our poll question uh, for right now. A lot of you are seeing uh, are on the side of LSU beats Arkansas by 17 or less. 15% of you says Arkansas wins, and only 37% of you have Arkansas covering the spread of 17 and a half. Okay, so there you go. Now, next thing. 
It's the Jaden Daniels and KJ Jefferson game. The battle for who is the best quarterback in the SEC uh, from my vantage point. Joe Milton has been a disappointment. Obviously, Alabama's QB, Jalen Milrow, lost his job and he got it back. Jackson Dart's been fantastic, so he very well could be uh, the guy. Uh, Carson Beck's been kind of mid. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the quarterbacks in the SEC, as we said before the season, aren't as good as they were last year, okay? But there's still plenty of good ones. And KJ is definitely in that category, but he played an uncharacteristically poor game last week, 37 QBR, which is quite simply unacceptable. It's one of the lowest marks of his career since being a starter. I truly do believe um, with the way Jaden Daniels is playing, Jaden will have another great game. I do think it's going to be harder, though. Um, Arkansas secondary is better than Mississippi State secondary. Uh, they do add Dwight McLaughlin, uh, who's been a really good player for Arkansas secondary, a big-time turnover maker. Um, Jaheim Singletary, they transfer from Georgia as a former five-star. Tackling could be an issue, but he's a very solid player. Lorando Johnson, a transfer from Dave Aranda's Baylor's defense. Uh, their secondary has some really good football players, guys that were four-star recruits. So, yeah, it should be uh, very, very, very interesting as you take a look at what LSU is going up against in Arkansas's secondary. Now, I do want to share this at the beginning of today's episode. How much history in the modern history LSU and Arkansas actually had, right? If you really want to crunch the numbers and you take a look at the games that have truly been the closest, I would say Auburn is probably up there. Florida is definitely up there. But LSU and Arkansas has consistently been one of the closest played annual games that LSU has had, right? Obviously, the last three seasons, all games have been decided by three points or less. Um, the 2018 game was decided by seven points. Um, and then for a decade, nine of 10 games were decided by a possession or less from, I think, about 2003 to 2013. And today... I want to show you guys this. This was when I was still doing some major writing for a company. I think you guys have heard of them before, Bleacher Report. And I wrote about this play right here. Who remembers one of the most spectacular catches in LSU history? And honestly, this is the most incredible catch I've ever seen an LSU Tiger make. And there have been some really freaking good ones. but. This is the most acrobatic, creative catch I think I've ever seen. Jarvis Landry against Arkansas. And this is one of my all-time favorite LSU-Arkansas games. Uh, you can read this article if you want. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to link it down below. Why not? Look at that boy. Carter Bryant on Bleach Report. Yeah, he used to be employed by them. Jarvis Landry stellar game versus Arkansas saved LSU season from embarrassment. How about that? Okay. Let's see here. What's up? I'll be seeing Cliff tomorrow. Really excited about that. And uh, lots of history. Lots of history between these two schools. Now, I want to get into a few different things as far as this matchup. Okay? The first thing. 
I feel as if LSU is in a position where they feel uber comfortable with their roster, okay? I understand that injuries do happen, and Brian Kelly did clear some of that up tonight, okay? What I would tell you about those injuries is, well, I think LSU is in a better spot health-wise to overcome them than Arkansas is at this point because I do feel with the emergence of Whit Weeks and Andre Sam playing as well as he has, you do feel a lot better now filling in for Greg Brooks. Okay, so obviously Greg Brooks is more than likely out for not only this game, but the next few games. Okay. He is out for this game. And obviously uh, it's been a tough, tough, tough last 48 hours for LSU football fans um, since his family did release that statement. So LSU will wear number three on their helmets for Greg Brooks. Um, And I would not be shocked if Arkansas were to do this, uh, the same thing or something along those lines, considering Greg Brooks was a Razorback a few years ago. And there's a lot of Razorbacks that were, Teammates of Greg Brooks, including KJ Jefferson. Um, obviously, here's Brian Kelly, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. That's absolutely hilarious. Huh? 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 So, yeah, obviously, if you are uh, an LSU fan, look at this photo right here. Jay Russ and um, and the rest of these LSU Tigers. So obviously Ovia Gufu is another player probable. Mason Taylor probable. Omar Spates. I obviously feel week one, you would feel very worried if these three players were out. But now you do feel a little bit more comfortable because these three guys were basically out last week. Ovi played some. But Braden Swinson had a good game. Obviously the fresh and tight ends had their moments. And Whit Weeks was phenomenal. Um also, Brian Kelly obviously updated Jimmy Lindsay as halfway through his treatment and progressing well. And there is no timeline set for his potential return. Obviously, Jimmy Lindsay also um, a very, very serious situation regarding him. And is he going to return this season as the LSU defensive line coach? Okay. So there you have it. I agree with that, Michael B., for sure. Uh, they both were phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal players. Uh, I think y'all underestimate BK. He has a hot head. He may tire Sam out. Let's see. That Chad Jones monster hit. Yes. The Koshan Delay uniforms. How about that? It would be awesome if both teams did it. Yeah, I, I think TOV, they're, they're going to do something for Greg. Uh, I, I think if they don't, obviously, you know, I, I I don't lose sleep at night with what Arkansas does with their team, but I I do think it would be a bad oversight if they didn't do something. Uh, and look, uh, on a deeper note, the number three is very relevant to Arkansas because their most um, famous number three passed away this offseason um, in Alex Collins. I think you guys remember him. He was an absolute beast. And look at player X. Oh, my goodness. This dream is on me, brother. Here is a hundo for the night. Do your thing. Congratulations, Player X, joining the hundo club. So there you go. We haven't even announced the card we're giving away tonight. Um, 
here's the one that I wanted to give out tonight. I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I know what you're going to say. Well, Carter, this is a football stream. We got a thousand other things uh, that we could talk about. All right. Or give away. But tonight, I'm going to give player X the option. Because obviously we're one super chat away for going over 100. I don't really care, though, because we're right there. And anytime someone joins a hundo club, we're there. So player X, thank you. We're at the hundo mark. We're going to give away a Shaquille O'Neal card. I love this card right here. This is him dunking on, I believe, is that Michael Finley here he's dunking on? Either way, this is one of my favorite Shaq cards right here. Um, it's got a really cool back. So, Player X, if you want this card, I'll send it to you. And I'm going to let you be the one that makes that choice. So, I appreciate you. Um, hey, man. The biggest help you can give me, obviously, is a super chat. Uh, but also, you just showing up. LSU football is a competitive YouTube space. and competing against, obviously, a lot of other really talented YouTubers. I'm also competing against... 49ers and Giants, but who can miss Brock Purdy versus Daniel Jones, right? That is a marquee quarterback matchup if I've ever seen one. I'm telling you, you who only in the NFL can people really wet their whistle over a matchup between a quarterback from Duke and Iowa State. Mick, there you go. Rocket man. PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Mick. My wife's been getting on me, not pushing the merch out there because we got to pay the. Uh, I normally come out about even on this because I got to pay the web bills. So this merch is just for you guys. PowerHourLSU.com slash merch or, or, or PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. Excuse me. There you go. Get you some shirts. Four shirts or four items. Get you a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me. So get on over there, powerhourlsu.com slash shop. Okay? So there you go. Player X, you get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead. Here's my buddy Dane, one of my lifelong friends. Could this be the last time these two teams play each other for a while with the new schedule. So let's go through this. All right. The first. All right. So player X says, I went to school school with Shaq. Cool dude. I would be happy to have that card. There you go. I'll send it to you. All you got to do, player X, is shoot me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at powerhourlsu and get you all set up. So let's talk about this from Dane's perspective. Could this be the last time these two teams play each other for a while with this new scheduling? So we know they play next year. Now, is there a non-zero chance that these teams play each other every season when the SEC decides on their future schedule? The answer is Probably no, for two reasons, okay? The first is we don't know after 2024 if 
the SEC is actually going to go to a nine-game conference schedule. I really do want them to, but there's a lot of arguments for obviously both of them, and I could see both of them uh, actually coming to fruition. But I will tell you this. Let's just say it stays at eight. If it stays at eight, Arkansas being LSU's permanent rival is somewhat likely. Okay, it would depend on if Texas and Texas A&M actually grow a pair and say that they want to play each other every year, and they should. Okay, I don't think, and this is where it gets a little tricky. I don't think the SEC is going to want to give up Texas and Oklahoma. I don't think they want to give that game up. All right, so I think. If it is a 7-1 format with the one being the permanent, I think you will have LSU playing Texas A&M every year, which is what I don't want. I, I mean, the Texas A&M game does absolutely nothing for me compared to what the other games do. But that's just where we are. Now, if it goes to a nine-game format and we have a 3-6 a where you have three permanent opponents – Obviously, Arkansas wants to keep LSU on the schedule. Arkansas really does. It's just it doesn't matter as much vice versa. So we do know for sure, though, Dang, that they will play next season. And you and I will be going. We'll be going together. Sam Pittman versus BK in a fight. Who you got? That's a great super chat. Yeah, I was actually going to say something. I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> Uh, uh, Sam is massive. Sam is absolutely massive, and he's a former offensive line coach. I think if you were, let's just say there was a battle royale of every single position coaches in a, in a fight to the death. Okay, so every offensive line coach, every defensive line coach, every DB coach, they all come together. The offensive line coaches win that by far. So if it is in a fight, I it is hard for me to go against an offensive line coach. Okay? But BK is from the Northeast, man. So, you, I mean, if you ever get if you ever get in a situation at a bar, don't get into it with someone from the Northeast. Don't do it. Okay? The power rankings are Southern, Southeastern in particular, then the Northeast. Okay. But Sam Pittman wins this one. And Grant Nini says Sam Pittman. It's not close. Let's go to player X Super Chat. Will Arkansas have their offensive line fixed? They had some guys out last week. And not only did they have some guys out, they had some guys get hurt. The answer to that, player X, is probably not. It is hard for a unit to play as badly as Arkansas did versus BYU and them have everything just figured out the very next week. Okay. It's hard. Now, do I think their offensive line plays well together? They honestly do. The issue, Player X, it wasn't missed assignments. They were just getting whipped. Okay. There's two different ways you can get beat on the offensive line. 
Okay. You can miss assignments such as the opposing team is throwing all kinds of blitzes your way and, um, and you can't communicate it well and they're just getting home. And then there's a second option, which is you're just getting beat. Okay. Neither is a good option, but Arkansas was far more the latter than the former. Okay. I think it is harder to adjust an offensive line that's just getting beat consistently than one who just has missed assignments because missed assignments can get fixed. You can find ways around that. You can bring an extra running back in, an extra tight end, do it, play a little bit more 12 personnel. There's other ways you can get around that. But if your guys are just getting beat and you're going up against a defensive line that is better than BYU's, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. So the issue player X is they were so bad last week. Now, once again, you are right. They did have some guys go out and they had to move a guard who was struggling to offensive tackle, and he struggled worse at offensive tackle than he did at guard in Brady Latham. So, yeah, it's the, – the, the, the truth here is um, Arkansas's offensive line is going to be in for more than likely a rough night. I, it is so hard for one week to say, hey, we're um, we're getting whipped. And then the very next week, you're like, oh, we're good. And we're going to be on the road in a night game. And honestly, I, I don't think even necessarily Harold Perkins is their, their biggest concern, right? Because what they really struggled with last week were just bull rushes. Guys just driving them back and putting them on their asses, okay? And if that's the case, that's a Mason Smith, Makai Wingo, Savian Jones type of situation. And ironically, the guys who really gave Arkansas trouble last week were thicker, like, in kind of players. So a guy like Savian Jones, who had a good game versus this line last year. So, yeah, should be very interesting. Alakai, good to see you. Supalea uh, has LSU 42 to 17. Let's see. What's up, Jules? The Angel Reese winner from a few weeks ago. Player X continues. Mason will have a breakout game. Yeah, I've been on an Arkansas show this week. Actually, been on a how many? Actually, just one. But um, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of Arkansas content on the SEC channel. They are a rabid fan base. They love their Arkansas Razorbacks fan. Got to think of it this way. They're the only team in the state. All right. Uh, let's go to Samuel. Thank you for the super chat. Hope to see you this weekend, Samuel. Um, uh, don't forget tomorrow night, Zippies at um, 7.15, Friday night. And then Saturday uh, at noon, Greek Amphitheater. TJ, can't wait to see you, my friend. Adam, good to see you. 
T-Rex is all on the Mason Smith train. I like that. There you go. Still, I still gotta pack all this stuff up. Ugh, hey, packing all the gear up. LD88 wants to go through the rest of the SEC. Here's what I do, LD88. Uh, remind me in about 15 or so minutes, and we'll go through all the SEC, okay? I want to stick with LSU just for a little while longer, and then around that 45-minute uh, mark, we'll, we'll get into the rest of the SEC. So there you go. And I don't get an invite, Samuel. I, I don't. I don't. What is this? What is this? What is this? Gary, thank you for the super chat. What is this? What is this? In the words of famous comedian Sebastian Maniscalco, aren't you embarrassed? Aren't you embarrassed? I can't get an invite. I can't get an invite. I don't know about that. Follow each other on IG and everything. I even wished you. I even, I even sent you a personalized happy birthday message, and I can't get it. Who late? Okay. I'm in there, Samuel. There's actually a bunch of uh, spots. Uh, I'll be going to. I did get an invite, but hey, hey I don't want to. I don't want to overstep. <laughs> Let's go to AP Super Chat. He would talk with Weeks. he's a thumbnail. So why don't we continue talking about with Weeks? I know we started, you know, the uh, the live stream with this. Uh, so I actually went through into and then went back AP. And I really wish I stuck with my gut a little bit more with my final high school rankings. Okay. So this is a good rule of thumb whenever you're ranking any prospect. Okay. Whenever you're looking at someone's high school tape, if you want to say, hey, is this guy good or is this guy not good? And the same thing is true if you're trying to, uh, you know, prospect NFL drafts or anything like that. You should use recruiting rankings. Right, especially their consensus rankings. You should always use it. Um, but goodness, I when I first saw Whit Weeks, I was like, okay, this guy is not going to stay a three star, and it is ridiculous how far this guy shot up the rankings. Now, my final rankings, I think I had him sixth, and I kind of wanted to have him a little bit higher, but. I was like, well, that, that's a little too bold because I moved Caleb Jackson all the way up to number three, and he was like number 10 on uh, the services uh, for our class. And I was like, God, I kind of want to do it with Whit Weeks, but these people that watch way more than me 
I'm like, eh, we think he's good. And he did move up quite a bit on all those services. And I was like, but I, I don't know. He had the best tape. He had the best high school tape out of anybody. Okay. And it was so much fun to watch. And I was like, this guy is such a freak athlete that it is hard for me to envision him not being a really good SEC player. Okay. But I did not think I didn't I, I couldn't say with one hundred percent certainty that he was going to be a year one stud. But it's not shocking. It is ridiculous how good he was in high school. Ridiculous. I mean he returned kicks. How many linebackers returned kicks? Okay. And you know, last week he was phenomenal. He really was. He he really, really, really was. But this is always something, AP, that's very important. More often than not, breakout defensive games, as in like really, really, really good performances. And with weeks, as far as true freshman debuts, that was one of the best true freshman debut performances from any defensive player I can remember it really was that good okay but normally standout defensive performances are the byproduct of who you're going up against and obviously mississippi state's offense is by far the worst in the sec this year by far the worst so now you're going up against an offense that is struggling again okay but they're better so can you follow up what you did last week I think he can. I think he will. And I am really excited to see it. And yeah. Um, and also something else about, about Whit Weeks and Greg Penn is if LSU can stay in base, which is their base alignment, where Harold Perkins is an true outside linebacker, which in modern terms it's in theory a nickel. If we can play Harold Perkins as our nickel, it is game over because that solves multiple problems. Number one, that puts Harold Perkins out in space, which is where he is better served. The second thing it does is it also makes us play with one less defensive back which is a good thing because our secondary is very thin. So if we can play out of that formation, we're in pretty good we're in pretty good shape. The truth is we won't be able to, right? It's 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 hard to do it versus every single team. But if we can, that gives us a very unique defense that teams have to prepare for every week. Okay? So Obviously, you know, Whit Weeks does create an extra dynamic to this team. And I'll tell you this. As good as Whit Weeks was this past Saturday, the best player on that LSU defense was Andre Sam. Outside of him missing a tackle that would have prevented a touchdown, he did so much stuff on that football field. Absolutely freaking ridiculous. 
it was a DBU vintage standout performance. And I'll go as far as saying that that was the best defensive back performance that we've had from an individual since uh, Jarek Bernard Converse versus Alabama. Okay. It really was that good. And now can he build off of that? So a lot of really good performances. And now you're going up against, you know, a better, a way better quarterback. And um, to me, a better offense, but not that much better. Not that much better. Okay. Uh, no, Skipper, uh, Skipper was in the SEC show a little bit earlier. Dr. Morgan, they will be wearing white. Okay. They, they, they will not wear purple, uh, if it is a conference game. So they, they will likely be wearing white. So let's go to Samuel. Don't forget, Jared, your super chat is still very much appreciated. So, Jared, if you have a topic, we can get to that as well. Let's see here. Oh, heck yeah. Player X, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll be at uh, Zippy's tomorrow at 7.15. Okay. Uh, AP Andre Sam is the opposite of a freshman, unfortunately. I wish he was. He is actually a year seven player. So he is uh, in the same recruiting class as uh, Miles Brennan and Justin Jefferson. So Branson Cat's going to be there. It's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a good time. So, yeah, I'll be there. We won't be going all night like we did last time. we got to get up and get ready for tomorrow morning. Okay. Let's see here. Let's see Creek in here again. Oh, Scooby, let's not bring that name up. <laughs> people um people people go crazy. But um but yeah, Andre Sam is 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 the truth. Uh let's let's hope it continues. And he had some uh some some rough moments versus Grambling, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we're still doing the amphitheater noon on Saturday. For noon from noon to about one, we might go about one fifteen. So we'll see. And uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Ryan Yates is going to play a lot in this game. I, I definitely could see it. It's pretty clear he is higher on the pecking order than Toviano. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, if you guys want to talk to Skipper, Skipper says he is Discord. Um, uh, exclusive. So let's go to Creek here. Thanks for the super chat, Creek. How about TJ Finley? He's putting up some big numbers. Yeah, he's he's good. I mean, you could see some of the great moments he had, obviously in this first game versus South Carolina. Uh, but yeah, he had bad turnovers, and he would hang on to the football too long, and he just wasn't ready. 
as a true freshman. Now, uh, we do have the good fortune, Creek, of actually having one of his teammates in the chat right now. And he will tell you that TJ, uh, th- the way that they had to play him in high school was just so different. They had to change their offense, and it just wasn't – it just – it, it wasn't what they like to do. And obviously at LSU, he played way too soon. Then he got to Auburn and he went to a program that had horrible offensive line play. Their schedules were brutal. He needed to go somewhere where he got a fresh start away from everything. And also I think going to Texas state kind of humbled him. And, you know, when, when you're moving around and you lose your job as many times as he did, and you're just out there just playing football. Look, when he went to Texas State, he actually had to beat out the quarterback that we played last year versus Arkansas, Emily Cornsby. And TJ is just a great story, right? I was always rooting for him. I think everybody in here was rooting for him, and um, especially when he left Auburn. So, yeah, good for him, man. Good good for him to have that moment uh, versus Dave Miranda. Um, but the, and this also is just true with Branson. TJ also has a really good head coach. The the Kenny, um, I, I I think it's JT Kenny, whatever. Um, very bright offensive mind, and I think he will be coaching uh, a Power Five team next year. Okay, so yeah, I I totally get why he's succeeding. He always had the arm. He always had the talent. And uh, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, so he they both went to Texas State. So that was something that was very interesting with uh, with TJ. So he went to Texas State. So, Dwayne, good to see you. Thanks for all your support up to this point, Dwayne. Um, TJ Finley always, uh, al- always had the tools, right? But he he is not a playmaker, right? He's a statue in the pocket. He'll lock in, but he does have a special arm, and he is audacious. He 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 is not afraid to chunk it, right? Um, his uh, his weaknesses are, are a lot of Jaden Daniels' strengths. Like he's not afraid to turn the football over. He'll he'll just chunk it, right? Or Jaden is the opposite, where he can be a little too gun shy, but he's not going to turn it over, right? So, yeah, shout out to TJ, proud for him. I've not really kept up since the Baylor game though, so I I don't know I don't know how he's been doing these last couple of weeks. Huh? 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome, Justin, to the channel. I think I've seen you before, Justin. But good to see you. Carter, did you see that Louisiana has three number one players at their positions in the 2026 class? Okay. Um, here's the truth, Justin. I don't like talking recruiting during when we have actual games because recruiting just takes up so much of my offseason. Takes up all of our offseason. That is awesome, though. You win with the elite recruits. You just do, and obviously, Jakeem Stewart is is one of those guys. Really talented offensive alignment, uh, offensive defense alignment. He could play OL too, but yeah, Justin, that's obviously awesome. And now LSU major focus now is on the twenty twenty fives and closing out twenty twenty four strong. 
Um, but yeah, 2026, for those that don't know, that is rising high school sophomores. So I say rising, I say actually current high school sophomores. Uh, but yes, this very well could be the best set of Louisiana recruits in a while and maybe ever. That's at least what it's looking like at this point. Still very early, though. Still very, very, very early. Uh, but 2025s are going to be pretty good, too, uh, especially at running back, right? So that'll be um, Caleb Jackson, Caden Durham, Trey Holly era going to, obviously, uh, the great running backs for 2025, right? I like the Simon kid at a Shreveport. Obviously, Barry, but my favorite guy, the thick RB from Opelousas. I think I think his last name is Ford. I love him. I hope LSU takes all three of them because I, I he reminds me of Kenny Hilliard. No ceilings. We'll get back to current football. Okay, now, um. I will give you my thoughts on Ole Miss, Alabama, LD88 asked about that game. Before I do that, though, there is one player who is the son of legendary LSU athletes who plays for Arkansas, and he very well could be the reason that Arkansas keeps this game close. We'll talk about him coming up right after this. But a quick word from LC, baby. Let's go. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season. And I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Alrighty, so Isaiah Satania, number 16, had a punt return for a touchdown last week. He is one of the fastest college football players in the nation. So Isaiah Satania and Chris Hilton are very similar. They were both elite top 150 four-star wide receivers, okay? They both are very similar builds, okay? Um, They're not the biggest guys, so it, it holds them back as wide receivers, but they are lethal when they have green grass in front of them, okay? And the biggest difference is Hilton plays more wide receiver and Satania does more as a returner. You got to be ready for it. This is um, the second straight week we've played a really good punt returner. It didn't really matter last week because we were destroying Mississippi State. So be on the lookout for him. He is a son of two LSU sprinters, okay? Um, One that went on to play uh, for Jamaica in the Olympics. So um, Isaiah Satania, number 16, is a very key piece, and and they could use him more on offense. Um, And look, this Arkansas team lacks skill position players to the outside, okay? 
The guy you got to keep an eye out for, number nine, Lucas, a very talented tight end. So uh, Arkansas has got some juice at the skill positions, but not a whole lot. Now, LD88 wanted me to get to the Ole Miss-Alabama game. If it gets down to six and a half, I'm jumping on Alabama. This just seems like a sucker play. I feel like the money and the public feels like this is Ole Miss's year. Lane's a big name. Ole Miss is a better quarterback. Lane's obviously been chirping. I have got to be real. This kind of feels like a moment where Alabama unleashes fury. Okay? Now, if you are an LSU fan, what do you want to happen in this game? Okay? You want Ole Miss to win for this reason. Okay? Ole Miss plays Georgia later this year. Okay? So, the likelihood that we beat Ole Miss and Alabama this year, both of them on the road, is probably not that high. Now, if we blow Arkansas out and we blow two teams in a row out, that's the sign that this team might actually be championship quality. Okay? But it's going to be hard. It's hard to blow teams out in back-to-back weeks. But the truth here is you want Ole Miss to win this game. Okay? Number one, Ole Miss has a higher likelihood of losing an SEC game this year outside of us than Alabama, okay? So you you want Ole Miss to win. You just do. But also, we're just going to need to beat both of these teams anyway. So if I were LSU, if you're an LSU fan, you want two results to happen. You want – Ole Miss to beat Alabama. You also want Auburn to beat Texas A&M. Okay. They're both kind of in the same spots. They're both playing in day games. And they're both a touchdown underdog. So, should be very interesting. Say hi to Black Go T. Actually, Golden Boot. Uh, podcast Black OT, I think it was in here a little bit earlier. And he's going to talk himself out of a win. He says, I want to say something about Bama in particular, Saban. How many years has it been that Saban didn't have a new star QB ready to start? Third week in the season, they don't have the starter. I, I still am a Milrow believer. I am. Okay. Um, you know, now that I have moved, um, and, and now that I've had a chance to rewatch a Texas game. I I, I got to be honest. That, that game plan was one of the dumbest things I've seen from um, Tommy Reese. Now, Milrow doesn't need to throw the ball to the other team like he did. But Jalen Milrow is not a thrower. Okay? And, yeah. I, I and, and it's also important to keep an eye on this kind of stuff as well. Because, obviously, Jaden has been hammered on here for his throwing. And some of that is 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 me, 
right? I, I pointed out quite a few throws that Jaden missed in the Florida State game and just in the past, but I've always stood true to this point. Milrow misses way more throws. Will Rogers misses throws. He also doesn't throw a deep. He also can't run at all. Okay. So, uh, and as, as many of you think I'm, I'm just a KJ lover, I am. I love KJ Jefferson. He's a, he's a great player. I love players um, that, that play the game the way that he does. He's not been that great as a thrower. Now, he's made some breathtaking throws this year, but he's also made mistakes. So now that, you know, we, we don't have Bryce Young in, 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 in the SEC anymore and all these other elite quarterbacks that, that, are, that were great th- deep throwers of the football, now we can kind of see, well, Jaden actually, actually is pretty good. So, yeah, I – you know, I, I I'm still shocked at how bad that game plan was with with Milrow. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Pressure could see you. I'll be seeing pressure tomorrow night. I want to miss to be Bama and have a letdown the next week. That's true. But Bama's going to brutalize Ole Miss. I'll tell you this. If Ole Miss beats Alabama, game day will be at LSU Ole Miss the next week. They just will. Okay. Now, is there the likelihood that there's another game on the schedule they can go to? Yeah, because at this point, you're going to think game day is going to go to Colorado no matter where they go. Uh, Chad, I actually talked to him today. Just so good to see you. And we'll get back into LSU. Great. I don't understand how you could say that. Zippy's tomorrow night, man. Let's go, Brampton Cat. Jared, let's see if that thing gets down to six and a half. If it gets down to six and a half, let's roll. Let's freaking roll. Now, since I've been talking about Bama for so long, I lost 15 viewers. So I blame you, LD88. I knew it. That's why I pushed it back. But there you go. I blame you. The Lord's disciple himself. Uh, uh. I can see LD88 saying, Lord, please bring all those wicked viewers that left. I do think if I was on Noah's Ark, I'd be hanging out with the giraffes. I do think so. I think that would be so interesting. I would want to see how they did the giraffes on the Ark. I could see all the other animals like getting along, but the giraffes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when it comes to complaints, they would be up to their necks. 
go to Joseph. Welcome back, Joseph. Good to see you. Oh man, dude, we got we got the selfie going on. We got the indoor shades. Man, where are you right now? Are you in Boulder? Are, the, are those the prime shades? Why do you think they're starting Denver Harris now? It's a good question. I think some of it is upside, right? Like he was not terrible at texting him. And uh, yeah, I think, I think I think some of it is that. So there you go. Here's Chance. I saw live giraffes. Oh, Chance, I know you typed that one out slow, man. I, I know Chance typed this one out slow. He was like, okay. Let me, let me make sure I didn't double up on, uh, on any letters here. The F's and giraffes, let me not do the other one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I I love giraffes. Our our team name in in our in our neighborhood are the giraffes. And you guys have seen the the, the kids coming here. And, Ch- and Chance knows I'm joking. I know uh I know I know Chance pretty well. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Niger. But I can also if this was a new viewer, I wouldn't have said that, but I know Chance. Chance, by the way, he's gotten to interview some famous athletes. He is actually in the sports media game. Kyle, man, I do I just bomb too much, man. Oh God. Dude, it is he was I I I know he typed that out. Cause he I like that he went the extra step. If he would have just said Africa, it would have, it, it would have, that's the safe way because, but he was like, okay, let me actually give the actual city. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Still the funniest Twitter moment was when, what was a big media site that, uh, <laughs> you, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Golden boot, uh, Pooh bear, but, <laughs> The they meant to type out bigger navy, <laughs> and they did. They, they, and it is like if you actually look at your keyboard. If you're watching this on laptop right now, you can see that the B and the N are are right next to each other. And he, and whoever pressed send, it was a it, it was a big national account, and it had like that. So Pierce knows exactly. Pierce is chronically online. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard in my life. Oh my God. Oh my God. <sighs> so, uh, dang, pressure. You took it to another level. Uh, I will, I will say at the last Zippy's meetup, it got crazy. It will not be that crazy tomorrow night, though. It will not. Exactly, Branson. You got to be careful, man. You've got to be careful. 
Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, Chance. So Chance and Branson, you looked at your keyboard and you're like, oh, okay, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Creek, I, I do know some, but not as many as you think. Okay. Famous, though. So. All right. We'll get back into the LSU here in just a second. But all of you watching this are sports fans, okay? A lot of you, are the, you're diehard sports fans, okay? I wish Van was in here. Van could explain this a lot better than me because, obviously, you know, he he knows everybody famous, okay? Um, well, he's Van. That's why. But there is a difference in fame, right? Like, everyone you think that might be famous is not famous, okay? They're they're not famous. Like for instance, there are two famous LSU football players that everybody knows. Doesn't matter any walk of life. Everybody knows them. And that's Joe Burrow and Odo Beckham. All right. Like Justin Jefferson is probably right there, and Tyron Matthew is probably right there. But middle-aged, 30-year-old suburban soccer moms know who Joe Burrow and Odell Beckham are, okay? There's different levels of fame, all right? I don't know that level of fame, right? That's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Floyd Mayweather. Like, those, those are really, really famous athletes. So... I, I am fortunate to know a lot of athletes, but famous ones. I've gotten to meet them. Obviously, you know, Joe Burrow, that was a really cool thing I got to do earlier this year. But I don't – there are so many different levels to fame. And once you get into media, like, for instance, like the Deion Sanders storyline, all right? Deion is beyond famous, all right? And he was that before Colorado, all right? He has the A-plus list when it comes to football players. That's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, you know, John Madden who just passed. But that's a different level of fame, right? So, yeah, I don't know anyone on on that tier. Obviously Shaq. Shaq is definitely the most famous LSU athlete. Uh, But, like... When I think famous, that means that person walks into any building and they're swarmed. That is Odell. That is Shaq. That is Burrow. I don't know too many others outside of that. Livy Dunn. That's probably it. And Angel, probably. That's true. Precious, Precious got it. Precious got it. Who is the most famous person in your phone? So ironically, uh, Pierce actually knows this. Uh, most famous person in my phone right now. Is um, is Lainey Wilson. I'm serious. I, I, I would say probably Lainey Wilson. Okay, so I don't really have, like, I don't have A-listers. 
But I will do this, Grant. Next time Van is on here, we'll ask him. Okay. Or Matt Mock. <laughs> huh? 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 Next time Matt Mock is on here. That was pretty legendary. But it, it probably is Lane Wilson. Okay. I, I, would, I haven't gone through my contacts in forever. Lane Wilson, of course, is a top five country artist on the planet right now. <laughs> and my brand's and that's, well, you're young. So, yeah. Yeah, Lenny Wilson. Uh, let's see. Jamie Lynn Spears is, 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 is in my phone, too. Um, from the country music days. So, yeah. Now, truth be told, uh, I did a country music show for a while. So, that's why Lainey Wilson is there. And believe it or not, Lainey Wilson, when... You know, I had to get her on the show that I was doing. I, um, that wasn't like the artist. She was opening for my friend, Frank Foster. So I had to coordinate with her when to get her on uh, the show. Now, truth be told, her number might not be the same as it once was. I would highly doubt that it is. But something I learned as well is um is a lot of famous people do not change their phone numbers i that kind of shocked me uh i might totally be wrong about that though uh yeah i've, I've posted the photo of me and laney on here before so yeah I uh, I hope I open for her. Now, once again, when I did that, I opened for her, who was and she was opening for um, the actual headliner for the show. I did not know I was opening for one of the biggest like country stars on the planet. She is definitely of, of especially the younger generation. So you're taking out like like Sheldon and, and Miranda Lambert and, and all the people from that have been around for 10, 15 years. She might be the most famous, you know, along with like Luke Combs and those guys. <laughs> well, Joseph, you said you said picks or it didn't happen. There you go. Let's go to hit stick. Calling it now. Whit Weeks is the prince that was promised. He's reincarnation of. Oh. Hit stick. Oh, ho, 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 ho. man. Devin White. Okay. Devin White? 
Now, let's have a conversation here. First thing. Is it in the realm of possibility that Whit Weeks is as good as Devin White? Yes, it is. Okay. It is in the Rolodex of things that could potentially happen. I would put that at probably a 10% chance of happening. Okay. Now, that doesn't sound very likely because it's not. But then again, Devin White is undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, to me, you can make a case for Brady James and a few others. He is undoubtedly the best linebacker in the LSU modern era. Okay? It's hard to argue to the contrary. Now, let's do this. Devin White did not start as a true freshman. So maybe that gives Witt a little bit of a leg up. Okay? But Devin White was the number five overall pick in the NFL draft. Witt will not be because you won't see an off-ball linebacker picked there probably ever again because of positional value and all that BS. But, yeah, it, it can happen. It can happen. It can happen. All right. All right. I'll also say this hit stick. Understand this. I hope it does happen. I hope he's better than Devin White. Devin White would say the same thing. I hope he's better than me. But, you know, just to do a comp here, I think Witt's career will be better than Duke Riley. And Duke Riley was a fantastic player at LSU. Okay? And I think at this point, I think Witt's floor, I know it's only been one game, his floor is probably like a like a Perry Riley. It was a very good player at LSU. I think the ceiling is Devin White. I think it's potential, and that would be once again, if if he is that good, that means he is on the Mount Rushmore of the best of the best. But I think the most likely scenario is like a Kelvin Shepard type of player, very very good, no doubter. Uh, when you talk about some of the best LSU players, a no doubt top 100 LSU player of the modern era. I think at that point, I think at this point, if he plays well in this next game, you, you feel pretty good about that. And uh, something else hit stick is it is way harder to play linebacker now than, uh, than, than when some of these guys played. Why is that? The quarterbacks and the coaches are better. And the rules are against you. Okay. When Allie Highsmith played, you can decapitate quarterbacks. We have photographic evidence of Allie Highsmith literally sleepy hollowing a quarterback in front of 10 million people watching a national championship game. That will never happen again. So all the rules are against you. So Whit Weeks has obviously a, a, a higher hill to climb. But I love this super chat. I love talking like that. And I hope you're right. Yes, no doubt. If he is Duke Riley, then we are competing. All right. Let's go to Danny Girl. Hey, Carter, I am in your phone. I may be famous. You are famous. And y'all don't know. I could be a famous plus size only star. 
Secret Life of the Big Girls. L. Well, Danny, you are not big. You are beautiful. And you're a big part of what we're doing here on PHL. And guess what? I'm always a fan of self-deprecation, too. That's a sign. You always know someone has a good personality if they self-deprecate. Ooh, Quan Alexander is actually a pretty good comp for wit. Quan is very underrated. Definitely of the off-ball linebackers of this modern era, I could say Quan has a case of being the most versatile, right? They will play him at edge. He was a great special teamer. Sideline to sideline. Definitely the most versatile. Um, and look, but there's plenty of other very versatile linebackers. Devin, of course, being one of them. But Quan was so good. Quan was so good. And, you know, he didn't, like, he probably didn't have, like, the same, like, personality as, like, a Kelvin Shepard uh, or, obviously, Devin White. But, man, he was good, dude. So good. I, I don't know how many more times. Like, I think when I was at Dig Magazine, I probably wrote more about Quan Alexander than anybody else. What's up, Rowie? Just got on. Who do you compare fresh and running back? Caleb Jackson to pass players. Yeah, I think obviously, you know, especially after trucking someone the way that he did. I think Leonard obviously is is the most uh, it's probably the best comparison. You know, Leonard was such a freaking load. Um, I think Caleb has a, 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 I think he has a little bit more bounce in his game. And Leonard was just vertical. He, 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 he knew how to get downhill and in a hurry. Now that doesn't mean he couldn't cut. It's just, He's going to make you make a business decision almost every time. And I I think Caleb has a little bit more of like a like a jump cut kind of part to his game. Um but yeah, I mean I think I think Caleb is is definitely kind of like Whit Weeks. I think those two is, and at this point are are just so clear-cut dudes that you, you feel pretty comfortable that those guys are going to be all SEC level guys. Uh, yeah. So here, here's why I wouldn't say Allie Broussard because Allie, well, he did, he was explosive and he did have some home run hitting ability. Allie doesn't have Caleb speed. And what's interesting is next year, I would say next year LSU is getting their fastest running back outside of Trendon Holiday because he did get more carries and receptions. But I don't really call Trendon Holiday a running back. Caden uh, Durham is going to be the fastest running back LSU's ever had. Okay. Fournette is definitely in that discussion as well. Um, but yeah, C- Caleb is, is, is just so good. He's just so good, man. The issue, though, Roby, is kind of what you know Brian Kelly was referencing in this post game. 
there still is going to be a learning curve, right? You know, he's not played a whole lot of football up to this point. BK brought that up. And he's still learning the position, but he's he's got to get touches. He's got to get touches. At this point, he he's he's unfreaking deniable. Now, uh, I, oh yeah, Pegasus is in here. Um, honestly, the running back he reminds me the most of is 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 Josh Jacobs, right? And you know, Josh Jacobs, of course, was the best running back in the NFL last year. They're 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 similar builds. They're they got home run hitting ability. I think Caleb has a chance to be better than him, though. I really do. I am very, very, very bullish on Caleb Jackson. Um, so a lot of juice, not a whole lot of tread worn off the tires. And God, he is he's good. And he's really freaking good. Go to Rick. Rick wants to talk some Quan Alexander. Rick also hit me up on the super chat. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've interviewed the kind of like three before. I've never interviewed Darius Rucker. That was obviously a guy that was one of my favorites when I was doing country music. Didn't like a lot of it, but he's definitely one of my favorites. Darius Rucker, Purple Rain, and Tiger Stadium. That actually did happen. For those that were there, you remember how great that was. <laughs> Jared, that's funny. LMTOV. Uh, Let's go to Rick Super Chat. Carter, who is LSU player of the game this weekend for LSU on offense and defense? Brian Thomas Jr. Makai Wingo. What's AU? Yeah, I, I could see Wingo having another big game. I, I mean, I, I think honestly, the guy who has the best matchup in this game is Savian Jones. I really do think so. And look, I. Like, I think Saving is really good. I, I do. Obviously, he's a really good starter. He's a really good leader. He speaks to the media. So that means LSU likes him a lot. St. Amant, you, you guys know the story. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think Saving is, like, one of the best playmakers on our team. But he has got a really good matchup against these offensive tackles for Arkansas. They struggled versus bull rushes. And Stavian is more athletic than the ends that BYU had. This sets up nicely. And the thing is, is, you know, they collapsed the pocket on KJ last week. And they were also able to keep pass rush lane integrity uh, throughout last week as well. So let, let, I'm going to give you a sleeper. I'm going to go Stavian Jones on defense. And then on 
offense. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Charles Turner. Okay. Arkansas loves to A-gap blitz. And what they like to do is get a linebacker straight head up on a center. All right. So far this year, our A-gap protection has been pretty good. Logan Diggs, it gets even better because he is an elite pass protector. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Charles Turner and uh, Savian Jones, two sleepers. Okay. Well, you're right, man. Maul was that dude. That dude, man. Yeah, but you guys know, man. Oh, we got. <laughs> Thicky Nicky. Man, I, I got y'all on the thick, man. I got y'all on the thick. Thicky Nicky. Huh? 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 There you go, man. Gotta have the arm. I'm telling you, man. It is it is crazy how fast SEC football moves. It is wild how fast it moves. I've been lucky to be on the sidelines for a lot of SEC games. I got to watch Clowney go up against Josh Jurassic every play, right? It's it's ridiculous how athletic you got to be. Even if you stand next to the backups that you would consider guys that just did not pan out, those guys are huge too. SEC football happens so fast. And the thing is, is just to give you a little background here. When I got to LSU, I started, you know, doing some volunteer work and I started getting paid and I got a job as a sideline cameraman. So I would shoot from the sideline high school games and then also with Tiger TV and then, you know, doing some cord work for ESPN. I was able to also shoot games from the sideline there. So, you know, I, you're going to ask Jacques Doucet, who, who obviously does this way more than me. Um, it is so drastic. It is so unbelievably drastic how much faster the game moves at the Division One Power 5 level than compared to a high school game. Like, a high school game, you, you could probably just run out there and, and kind of see where everything's going on. If you were to step foot on a college field, you would have no idea what you're looking at. It, it, the game would be moving way too fast. And obviously, you're, you're going to get lit up, but you're also you're going to blink and everything, and then the play's over. You know, you, you're, you're, not, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> that is honestly just the biggest thing. The linemen are also way better. Once again. Obviously, you have special skill guys like Malik Neighbors, but there are lots of guys who can go out there and catch a pass. A lot of guys. There's not a lot of linemen. <laughs> they just don't. They just don't exist. It's just honestly physics. That's the same thing in running back. How many running backs do you know that weigh two twenty and and run a sub eleven one hundred meter? Okay, Arkansas's got one. He's hurt. 
LSU's got multiple. Okay. It's size, man. It, it is it is size. Okay. Uh Pierce is still in here, I think. When Lance heard when we did the show with Lance Heard at the card show last year. Okay. His autograph is right here. Stand next to him. Okay. It it is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, man, it is ridiculous. Okay, Billy. You know I love you, man. You won our Jamar Chase giveaway a few weeks ago. Billy is wondering if the greatest safety ever would have played at LSU. Would he have been a beast for the Bayou Bengals? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I wouldn't, obviously, that's at the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, Ed Reed is, is Himothy. He's better than Palomalu, better than Brian Dawkins, better than anyone. Now, I mentioned anybody. Ask Tyron Matthew. He'll tell you. Now, that's the NFL. He wouldn't have been as good as Tyron Matthew as a, as a playmaker because Tyron is one of one. But, yeah, Ed Reed would have been crazy. But then again, he's one of one. You know, it's like, what if Stephen Gair went to LSU? There's so many what ifs. Hey, I talked to Ron today. Talk to Ron and Jay Hilton. Yeah, Pierce. Yeah. Lance is ridiculous if you stand next to him, dude. He is ridiculous, bro. It is still crazy that him and Will Campbell are on the same offensive line. That makes no sense. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I think they're What's up, BT? He is in the nation's capital. There you go. I'll be up there this summer. So, yeah, I have another friend that lives in D.C. Most Outside of the South, most of my family and friends do live in D.C. Same thing for Haley. Uh, and a very happy early birthday to you, BT. Yeah, I wish... BT, happy birthday. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. If you super chat, we'll keep it going. And uh, it's blessed to have BT in here on a happy birthday eve. One of my favorite restaurants is in D.C. It's a ramen place called Saku Ramen. I'm not a big ramen guy, but that is phenomenal. Saku Ramen.
it will be Samuel. Once again, no pregame show. We will do a halftime show from Tiger Stadium, and then we will have a postgame show. Okay. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, okay. All right. I see this again. All right. Bus boy and poets. Let's go. That's a that's a deep cut right there. Um, let me say let me say something really quickly. All right. I'm going to a game, and look. And I know if I say this, I know someone's gonna come up and just sock me in the face. But why is it that, you know, the, the people look at this college football stuff and they look at it as like drunk degeneracy when every week in the NFL, there's stadium fights, there's stadium brawls. Why? Is it just alcohol? Is it just alcohol? Is it just that? No. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't open my phone because Twitter is just fights. If, if there is a fight, if you get in a fight at a stadium, you are going to be front page news on elonmusk.com. Okay. You 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 cannot get to fight a game. A bar, sure. Not a game. Look at that. I'm mess with T Bob. I don't know. I've not talked to T Bob in a while. T B Z. Dang, Josh has done all like these fantasy fights tonight. And he's like, hey, man, who would win in a fight? Carter, who peaked athletically in high school. Or T-Bob, a Division One Power 5, multiple-year interior offensive line. Of course I would win. And you better send this to him. But he, I've said it plenty of times, T-Bob is by far, the most talented man in LSU media. By far. By far. He's done some things, I think, that have been even underrated. Uh, the Tennessee hype video is so good. He's done like some Star Wars football kinds of things. And I'm very lucky to have said I've done a, a show with them before. We used to do a show together. And... Uh, 
And yeah, shout out to T-Bob. Hope to see him this weekend somewhere. He probably still beats me in soccer just off pure athleticism. I don't know. I was a pretty good soccer player. Not great, though. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. If I, like, you know, like, for instance, like, Blake is one of my best friends. I'm probably not going to be able to see him this weekend, right? I've not been in the same atmosphere as T-Bob in forever. Obviously, I wish I was different. I love him. Uh, I've done his radio show before. I hosted his radio show before. Uh, But, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't think. Uh, I think if he and I were together, we would probably both be drunk, because you don't really get those those opportunities to uh, hang out with people you don't see too 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 often. That's the only thing I miss about uh, going to SEC media days every year. It's not necessarily interviewing the players or the coaches. It's just getting to see these people that you talk to, text with. And you get to hang out, go out with them, and uh, and yeah. But apparently, one of you guys, uh, a lot of you just want me to fight people. Okay. Sure. I honestly don't know who I, I don't know who I'd, who I'd be able to beat. <laughs> Do my post game next to, to T Bob at Don Wands. Sure. You want me to do that? Just set up right next to him. Sure, I'll do it. Why not? I'm kidding. I got too much respect for those guys. Yeah, so let's go to Kyle here in Fayetteville. Kyle, we're going to jump on a call, me and Ross, pretty soon. So we have a mutual friend and uh, a really close mutual friend of both of ours. And us three of us have never, like, hung out before. So think about this. My buddy Ross is a diehard Manchester United fan. Die hard. Okay, and man, you used to be the Alabama of soccer. But think about the season that Alabama's having right now. And man, you has had it for like a decade. <laughs> it, it, it's it's painful to be a man you fan. Uh who sets up for Greg Brooks 
hopefully Major Burns. We haven't talked a whole lot about Major Burns tonight. Honestly, I think Andre Sam is going to be a really good player the rest of the season. We've not had like a superstar performance for Major Burns just yet. So, yeah. I don't know why I, I did not provoke any of this fight stuff. This is all Forbes doing this. I do not find them. Oh, Holden. Oh, yeah, dude. They, dude, they're so washed, man. So, man, being a Man U fan is like being a Cowboys fan. You haven't had to suffer as, as long, but it's the one team that everybody loves to trash when they are down. Ooh. Yeah, Carvis, you know, I, I always respect your your football mind. I I, I, don't, I don't know if I would do this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, man, I don't know. Wait, Kyle, are you, an, are you an Everton fan? Yeah, Pierce, I, I could see it. You know, he's had a lot of injuries in the past. The issue is, well, he... Um, you don't really have a choice. I mean, we really just need him to play. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, Kyle, I, I've got so many good – I didn't know you were an Everton fan. Hit me up uh, after this. i got so many Everton stories for you. I'm, I've, I've, I was at their stadium last year, Goodison. I have a, I have a lot of Everton uh, friends. Yeah, cars. I I don't I don't know. LSU's going to need Sage to still play, but um, but yeah. But I promise you, it's this is going to pop up on some people's feeds that somehow, some way, Carter was threatening everybody in the LSU media space. And y'all going to get me in trouble. I'm going to be dumped this weekend. Could be like the office space scene, except me actually being a real person at the other end of it. Yeah, Chance, that was that was interesting. Very interesting. Okay. I I do think that's relevant. Uh, I don't think that really changes anything from the LSU side of things. Uh, I, I, I will, I will say this, okay, and this has just been my take over the past year. With all this movement and money being more important, and now that SMU is in a Power Five conference, their player. They're a player now. 
Okay. Now, how much? I don't know. But that's kind of been the out of the limelight program that I've always felt has a chance to compete with the big boys. Okay. And I did not think that they would actually get into a Power Five conference. But you got to remember, you know, Pony Express, they were them. They were they were the Hemothies. They were not quite to the level of Miami, but it kind of felt like that during that period. And I was I wasn't really around then, but but yeah, I mean, dude, they can they could get they've got it. I mean, they they've they've got the recipe for success. Now they need a lot of things to go their way. Um, and it's very competitive inside the state of Texas, but it's possible. It's possible. Okay. All right, y'all. Let's go to Player X. So Player X, how about this? You are you are you are apparently coming to the uh, Zippies meetup tomorrow. Pretty cool. Um, so we'll go a little bit further into this topic tomorrow. How about that? Something to look forward to. Um, okay. The truth here is um, it's going to be hard to get McIntyre. I think McIntyre is the less likely out of the two. I like George a lot. I do. Um, obviously, me doing a full Patreon film study on him already. And obviously, I think Bryce Underwood is the truth. And normally, I don't agree with the number one overall quarterback in a class. I don't agree with it this year. I didn't agree with it last year. The year before, the rankings actually eventually reflected who I thought the number one guy was. And uh, he's looking kind of busty right now. We'll see. If if he beats Florida State this weekend, that could change. So I actually ended up agreeing that year. But this next year, I think they got the top two guys right. Now, I've only really watched them uh but i man dude it's going to be hard for somebody to be better than bryce underwood it is going to be hard and uh and yeah all right y'all we will see you tomorrow night and it's power hour LSU, boom! Shout out to Louisiana Controls. And shout out to Player X, our top super chatter of the night. Forbes was big for us tonight, as was Grant, AP, Creek, back in here. Hit stick, coming in hot. Robbie, as well. And then, of course, our Venmos. Get to, I get to meet uh, Rick this weekend. I get to meet Samuel this weekend. Thank you for your super chats. Get to meet a lot of you. This weekend for the first time. And tonight it's salmon. Night two, baby. Let's.